building any new business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds, also known as Supreme Realm Ham on the internet, and this is the Building an Indie Business Podcast. Okay, so today <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, the product hunt launch for what's the deal with podcasting. I'm going to be talking about the goals I had for it, um, the preparation I did, um, how I live streamed the event, uh, how I promoted the um, launch, the results, some issues I had, why I think those issues occurred, and um, yeah, that's about it. Okay, so let's get into it. My goals for the product hunt launch. So, um, at my previous product hunt launch, my goals were to get subscribers uh, in the form of email subscribers and podcast subscribers. Um, so, um, for the book launch, it's a little different because I was asking for money um, immediately up front. And so, I think the product hunt um, crowd, not many people are willing to give out some money and that might, uh, that may have led to some problems. Okay. So my goals were to get sales and to get domain authority for, uh, the open podcast.xyz website. Um, so about sales. I gave a discount code to product hunt people offering the book for $9.99. And this is um, a discount from $17.50, which is the original price. So I, uh, I wanted to take the opportunity to test out pricing and to see if the pricing has been a problem because Seventeen fifty for a book, an ebook especially, might be a little um, too expensive for some people if they don't see the way I see the book. Because the way I see the book is, you're investing seventeen fifty into starting a podcast, which would get you money. Uh, like if you have an ebook for ten dollars, and four people buy the ebook because you do four episodes, then you've made that money back, right? Um, but if you're just doing it casually and trying to learn how to podcast, then um, $17 might be a lot of money. So yeah, I used it to test out pricing. And then the second goal I had was domain authority. I wanted to, um, or product hunt is a website that has a high domain authority. I think it's like in the 90s. And so I wanted to launch on Product Hunt with the open podcast um, .xyz domain to get the domain authority from, um, what do you call it, from Product Hunt. Um, yeah, so in terms of domain authority, I destroyed the custom form rip. Um, I, yeah, I had to because I 
couldn't figure out how to do um, another, like another way to add domain authority to, no, not add domain authority, to, to add the landing page that I created um, to the domain without like adding another layer. And um, yeah, I just, since no one's using the form and it's really slow, um, and it adds a layer to every thing I add to the domain. I just decided to put my um, landing page on there. So right now, if you look at openpodcast.xyz, if you go to that URL, um, you'll see the landing page. Um, yeah. And so another way to get uh, another effect of product hunt is that people syndicate, I guess is the word, um, the products that are on that page or like that are posted there. And so those URLs have domain authority as well. And um, the openpodcast.xyz domain would benefit from those syndications. And I'm going to talk about this a little more because it actually happened. Um, so preparation. Um, I created a graphic to fit um, Product Hunt's weird image standards. Their image um, qualifications are like to fit their requirements. It's like like 738 by 638. It's something weird like that. It's not standard. Um, so I have to go, every time I do a product on launch, I have to create images as, like special for product on which I find really annoying. And that's why if you look at all my product on launches, the images are very simple. They're like just words and text. There's no graphics or anything or like um, stuff that pops out like with the Supreme Rum Ham or the Rum Ham logo, the blue one where it's like the images, or like the text has styling. Um, yeah, I didn't add that one to the product on launch. Okay, uh, the other preparation is I wrote copy because you have to comment um, on a product on launch, like as the maker, and so I had to write that out. Um, I had Brendan list it uh, instead of me because he has a... He's very involved in the product community, so he has a lot of people following him for his suggestions, and so I let him list it for me instead of me doing it myself. Um, I created a YouTube trailer for product hunt so that could we could link to that video in the product hunt launch. Um, yeah, I also did this for YouTube, just so anyone who's looking at like podcasting, ebook, or searching for that on YouTube, um, that would that my trailer would pop up. So yeah, and then I created a landing page as well. Um, for the landing page, I actually learned CSS Grid for the landing page, um, so that was pretty cool. Basically, what I did was I summarized the Gumroad page. I took all, 
I took the copy from the Gumroad page and I put it on the landing page itself, but at the very top, I put a button to the Gumroad page. And uh, the difference between my landing page and embedding the Gumroad page on uh, my the, the domain, the website, was that Gumroad is super slow, and so by just having a button to it, um, it would be faster because it would take more time to load. And with uh, my custom code, it was just reading it. Um, it popped up, you read it, and then you clicked, in theory. And then the nav bar was, I added links to the forum, the blog, the email subscription form, and it wasn't slow. So that was great. And I learned CSS grid, so that was cool. Okay. And then I live streamed the launch. And this was um, very, yeah, this was very deliberate. I did this because, oh, um, yeah, I did it so that people, as soon as I launched, I could send them the, uh, the, the link to the, the product hunt launch, and they could like it right away. So immediately, as soon as I got the link, what I did was I, um, I sent it through the chat, and um, I just went, um, I went Twitch, linked it, um, Twitter, linked it, YouTube, linked it, and so that way anyone watching could just immediately click on it and um, go to it. And so I created an Eventbrite um, page for the launch inviting people. I sold 15 tickets, um, so that was cool. Uh, I don't think anyone showed up, though, like anyone from there, because they didn't say, hey, um, I'm from Eventbrite uh, on the stream. And the reason why I wanted to stream the product on launch is because when I when I went from what do you call it? When I went from, when I went from the, like, release of the book. Oh, so for for the release of the book, I did I did a launch right. I did um, pushing the big red button, and the reason why I didn't create an event right for that launch was because it didn't really lead to anything. I just clicked the button right from pre uh, pre order to live. And so, um, I wanted the, the launch or the stream to lead to something, and that something was the product hunt launch, right? And so, um, I started the stream at like uh ten thirty, and during this time, I was trying to like right before this, I was trying to create a GIF. And uh, the the video I was following, and I've done it before, it it's a minute long. So I'm like, okay, I'll start doing this, and then I'll push the button to actually start streaming. But then it took me like, um, it took me more than five minutes to create the GIF, and so I ended up being late. So I started streaming at like 10:45. And I would just like go into it. Um, yeah, I would just go into it and people would be 
coming into the stream as I've already been streaming for 45 minutes. Um, and yeah, that didn't happen because I couldn't figure out how to make the GIF. It, uh, I remember I started streaming at 11.35, so I was five minutes late because I thought creating the GIF was easy. Um, yeah. And another reason I created the Eventbrite um, was to get domain authority and have that free traffic to the book. So on the Eventbrite page, I link to the podcast and I link to the book. Um, yeah. And then I, w- I, w- I was hoping that my Eventbrite would get a lot of views and people might click on the um, book and like buy the book, but um, that didn't happen. I don't even think I got domain authority. Um, okay. So once I launched on Product Hunt, I had to promote the Product Hunt launch. I promoted in Slack, the three Slack communities I'm involved in. That's uh, the Maker Log community, the um, the Maker's Kitchen community, and uh, Web Dev Collective. And so I just put a link. I didn't even say anything. I wasn't like, hey, I'm launching. I just put a link. Uh, I did the same thing in Telegram, um, MakerLog, and the Open Podcast Telegram groups. Um, Twitter, I tweeted about it. MakerLog, I created a task out of it. I promoted it on Reddit, but I messed it up because I also promoted the launch as a milestone on Indie Hackers. And so I did that right before I promoted it on Reddit, and I accidentally promoted the milestone um, link on Reddit instead of the actual product hunt launch. Um, the next thing I did was I emailed um, every person that has downloaded the BAIB workflow, um, and I said, hey, I'm offering the book at a special discount of $10. Um, because, you know, the workflow doc is a, um, lead magnet for the book. So I'm like, Hey, let me take advantage and offer these people the, uh, discount code. Okay. And then like two weeks later, I like, no, like, like a week later, I emailed all the Eventbrite people and I was like, Hey, thanks for showing up. Um, you can still get the book at the uh, 999 discount. Um, yeah. Okay. So results. Okay. I got 33 upvotes, 62 page views, um, seven comments, seven comments. Okay. Two reviews. I didn't finish in the top 20. I got zero sales, um, less than 10, uh, Gumroad views. Um, so, like, less than 10 people, of those 62 people, less than 10 people actually clicked the button to the Gumroad page. Um, yeah. Uh, so, when I talked about syndication, um, like, uh, what happened was that for a while, the, the launch was in the top 10. Like, I stayed up till 2 a.m. 
And that entire time it was in the top 10. It was like the 10th product, 10th or 11th. And so one of those syndications that I was talking about that takes products from Product Hunt and uh, posts it on their own website, um, it did that. I ended up getting on usepanda.com and a lot of traffic came from there. And I got, I think I got domain authority from them as well. So that was cool. But yeah, uh, no one bought it. So that sucks. So yeah, I think there are some reasons why. Or like, yeah, I, I have some theories and I'm going to go over that. The only benefit of uh, these bad results is that when you launch on Product Hunt, you get a bunch of spam. Like when I was in the top 10, I got an email like within the first two to three hours. And so what happens on Product Hunt is that um, you're on the front page for a week because they go like, mon- they'll, they'll show the Monday launches, they'll show the Tuesday launches, they'll show the launches for the week. And so um, those people will DM you on Twitter, they'll hit you up on LinkedIn, it's all this spam. So when you don't have a popular product, you don't get that spam. So that was good, at least. Um, dude, even recently, I got um, someone messaging me on LinkedIn because I commented on someone's successful launch. Like, dude, really? No. All right. So um, some issues that I thought were the reason why the launch wasn't so successful. Um, the first one was that um, link below linking to the launch um okay so the first one is that on the website the button said buy for 1750 instead of um 9.99 that's a simple change i could have made but i just thought well, just leave it 17 or 1750 and people will understand that you have to put the code in but I don't know, I should have made it simpler for them because people are, oh my God. Um, yeah, so the second issue that I think was the reason my launch wasn't so successful um, is because the community ties were very strong uh, for the podcast product hunt launch. And I don't think the same ties were there when I launched the book. So I'm not very active in the Telegram group. I use the form, the open podcast Telegram group. I use the form more than anything else. Um, yeah. So like, I don't think hard, I think two people, James and Pradeep, um, commented and that was about it. Uh, maybe someone else. Oh, Brennan did. Yeah. So that was it. There weren't many, like for the product hunt launch or for the podcast launch, a bunch of people from MakerLog um, commented because I posted it there and they saw it. So the problem with MakerLog at this point is that the community is split. Um, they, they split the group um, into Telegram and Slack. And there are people that aren't focusing 
on either. Or like their their time is split. So if my um my like if the very strong people are in um in Slack instead of Telegram, then um okay, so what I mean is that like Telegram no Slack has like channels, right? And so I post it on the launch channel and that that channel will light up every time uh, someone logs into Slack and they will click on it to get rid of that notification and um, they'll see my launch, right? But on Telegram, the the conversation will just flow naturally and it um, my launch will disappear when there's conversation unless it's pinned, right? So, um, like maybe the Slack people saw it and the Telegram people didn't. I don't know. Um, but it the amount of visits and upvotes um, that I got suffered because of it. And here's why. What you need to do is you need to, um, for a product launch, you need your community to lift you up so that other people will see you first. So you want to get in the top 20 um, at the very beginning of the launch by having your friends upvote it and like it and comment. And that way, that'll lead, that'll put you in the top 20. And then anyone who visits Product Hunt will see that you're in the top 20 and is more likely to click on your. Um, product unlaunch and upload it and visit things like that all right the last issue not the last issue but another thing I didn't do is I didn't really tell anyone I was launching I just launched right so I needed to build anticipation um, and tell people I was launching all right so the problem with the landing page Was that um, I don't think my copywriting is clear. Like what I do is I just list all the chapters in the book, and then I have a little, like a little headline at the end. And I don't think that's very convincing. Con convincing. It says, "Get an 18-month um, podcasting education in a few hours." So that's my tagline for the book, and then. Um, I say, like, this book includes 100 pages podcasting advice. You got a dark mode um, edition and something else. Um, I don't think this is very convincing coffee, copy. I have problems with writing persuasively. Okay. Yeah, so this, this copy may have been um, too overwhelming for people. I think I need to cut it down um, in some way. And then the button said seventeen fifty and not nine ninety nine, so that may have confused some people. Yeah, I just think in general that I'm targeting the wrong people. Like uh, the the product, some people may have not been interested in podcasting. Like the podcasting market is very small, and I'm struggling with this right now. So there are only. 1.2 million podcasts right now on Apple Podcasts, I believe, as of what's today, 
um, September 10th, um, 2020. Okay, make it evergreen. Um, who knows how many of those people are actually active podcasters because um, an active podcast is a podcast that has, um, that has launched and released an episode in a month, right? So not many have like, a lot of them have six episodes or less, less than six episodes. And those are still considered a podcast, but they're not active. So let's say, um, let's say 500, um, 500,000 of those are active, right? That's 40%. And so I have to find those 500 people, 500,000 people to buy the book. And then also who knows if they need the book, right? So that's an even smaller percentage. Yeah. So yeah, my next target audience would be people interested in podcasting, but then how do you find those people? Yeah, I just I'm having problems right now wondering if the podcasting market is worth it because it there's only 1.2 million right now and I don't know many people who are like I don't know where there's a group of people that are like should I start a podcast right now? I need to find those people, but I don't know if they are there because I talk to people about starting a podcast and they're like, you know, it's too much equipment. Like you need to carry it around with you. And these are people that travel, right? So yeah, I'm starting to have doubts about the podcasting industry and I might need to move on from the podcasting industry, like targeting the podcasting industry. I will always have a podcast. Um, yeah but that's me. Okay. All right. Um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, if you are interested in starting a podcast, speaking of podcasting, um, there's the open podcast community podcast where, um, I post community episodes. So send me your audio, send me what you want in the show notes, and I will put it in that RSS feed. I'm looking for writers the open podcast community blog if you want to write about podcasting um, I can give you authors access and then you can post about uh, your your podcasting article and get people to get I will promote it right so you will get different people to see your stuff and maybe become your subscriber okay thank you for listening have a nice day bye